Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Over the weekend, thousands of protesters took to the streets and cities across the state to express anger and pain. The immediate spark was George Floyd's killing at the hands of Minneapolis police, as well as so many other acts of violence against people of color by law enforcement. Charlotte Smith, the hair salon owner, came out to one protest in Oakland yesterday. She said her community had been devastated by repeated incidents of police abuse. I myself have four black boys. Any black boy, this should never happen to any black boy, any woman, any any minority, any white, any, this should never happen to anyone. This is America, not African-American, America. And it should never happen. And, and, and we should protest every day until all the officers go to jail for murder. But in many cities, Oakland, San Francisco, San Diego, Los Angeles, and even suburban Huntington Beach and Walnut Creek, violence clouded that message of justice. In many commercial districts, people torched cars, broke into stores to steal merchandise, and waged pitched street battles with police, who answered with tear gas and rubber bullets. In other cases, law enforcement officers responded to protests over police violence with violence. They advanced, and when protesters held their ground, things turned ugly. In Santa Monica yesterday, what started as a large, peaceful protest devolved into chaos as some in the crowds began breaking into stores and fighting on the street. Earlier at a Friday night protest in Oakland, things turned deadly when someone in a van shot at two contract security guards at the federal building there. One of the guards, Dave Patrick Underwood, later died. Oakland police say the security guards were targeted, but couldn't confirm whether the shooting was linked to the protests. Meanwhile, demonstrators and law enforcement officers have been injured in confrontations across the state. Facing widespread unrest in Los Angeles, Governor Gavin Newsom declared a state of emergency and sent hundreds of National Guard personnel to the city to help patrol the streets and keep the peace. Mayor Eric Garcetti made an appeal to not let violent individuals hijack the protest message about racial injustice. We must not allow any who feast off of chaos, who hunger for division, who want to replace peaceful protest 
with images of a nation coming apart. We must not let them win. In response to the violence, Garcetti and the mayors of San Jose, San Francisco, and other cities declared evening curfews. And what are other ordinary Californians doing right now in response to the chaos? Some are picking up brooms, rakes, and shovels and cleaning up the damage. On Los Angeles's hard-hit Fairfax Avenue, I met Danielle Hickson. Like others, she was sweeping up shattered glass on the sidewalk as National Guard soldiers patrolled. I support the protest. I even understand the looting, but these are small businesses, and I feel really upset, so I have to do something. Are you out here as someone related to the businesses or no, just as a I resident? Just, I just am a resident. I live here, so it's really upsetting to see this happen. Mixed, mixed feelings about yeah, a lot what of happened. mixed feelings about it. So, as an Angelino and African American woman, definitely, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. So, I want to help out a little bit if I can. That's Danielle Hickson in Los Angeles. In Northern California, police have detained three people who are suspected of shooting at Oakland's police department headquarters, and more protests are planned for today in Oakland and San Francisco. But the unrest has affected more than California's large coastal cities. KQED's Alex Hall talked to people in Fresno, where about a thousand protesters participated in one march that strived to remain peaceful. Here's an audio postcard of what Alex heard. We are here in the area of Fresno where a majority of the black people in this city stay, and we will not damage the property that belongs to black people. We will not do that. It's time that these issues are brought to light because um, we have our own police brutality. We have our own George Floyds. We have our own uh, Trayvon Martins here. We have our own Breonna Taylors. As a black kid in America, it's like kind of tough walking around, driving, see the cops, and I, and I start getting all nervous. There's a lot of non-black people in the Central Valley, and a lot of them aren't aware of the problems that we go through. So I think it's really, really nice seeing that all of them are coming out here to support us. I've never felt safe in Fresno. I'm trying to get the police to be more involved in our community in a safer way. If we call them, I want them to help, not them to shoot and ask questions later. Some of them are nice today and they were, they were saying hello and it, that was helpful. I've never had a hello from a cop with a smile my whole life. We just got word that Antifa is on their way here which unfortunately means we're going to have to speed up our agenda because we do not want what they're going to bring to interfere with the change we're trying to make. I'm so sorry about that, y'all. I really wanted us to be able to stay out here until 5. That was Joshua Slack, John Opuku-Ababio, Caleb Davis, and Jasmine Wall. One person who can offer a special perspective on this weekend's events is Stockton Mayor Michael Tubbs. Mayor Tubbs is African-American and just 29 years old. He speaks out frequently on racial and social inequity. I asked Mayor Tubbs about his reaction to what we've all witnessed happening in California and American cities the last few days. This country is hurting. Um, and this country is once again um, forced to grapple with a question that we've had countless fights and countless protests over um, since the original land theft and genocide of Native people and then the kidnapping of Africans to be brought here for child slave labor. And it's due to the, the protection of the Constitution truly apply to everyone. And does everyone have equality under the law, right? And I think what we've seen 
the expression of nihilism and hurt. And I know there's a lot of focus on some of the looting and, and, and the property damage. And of course, that's unacceptable. I think it's easy to condemn that as unacceptable. I think it's much more harder to condemn kind of the structures in our society that we've seen sort of even before the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor incident. You know, as someone who's African-American, who grew up in poverty himself, who's actually, you know, closer in age to the protesters rather than, you know, officials, quote unquote officials, I'm sure you completely understand the pain and anger of many who took to the streets. But how do you explain that to people who just don't get it in this country? Honestly, at this point, I think people are willfully ignorant. If you see a man who is murdered um, by a, a police officer who put his knee on this man's neck, and that doesn't make you upset or angry, you've lost some humanity, or you don't see the person who was murdered as human, right? So, so I think um, being a young black man um, with a black wife, a, a black son, I'm a black father who's been in jail for the last 27 years, um, I, I def- it's definitely personal, but I know when I see images of kids in cages, when I see images of people in Appalachia who can't eat, all those things uh, affect me <laughs> and make me upset. So I think for people who, who, who don't understand, I think part of it is reckoning with the fact that this, the system, the institutions that work fine for you and your family, and, and that's great, but it doesn't work and it hasn't historically worked for a lot of people. And that's what people are upset about. And that's what people want to see changed. And as a mayor, what do you think cities and civic institutions, which were, you know, already struggling with the pandemic, what do you think they have to do next? First, let me just brag a little bit about about Stockton, uh, because we had demonstrations as well yesterday. And they were loud. They were vocal. They were protests, but they weren't unfocused. They weren't scattered. They weren't, quote unquote, violent. I'm proud of the folks who took to the streets in the city in such a dignified but direct manner. Um, And we had a couple incidents of like 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds, and 16-year-olds who who stole some things. And I just reject them being called just looters because they're children who need direction and correction, and and they will be held accountable and spoken to. So I'm proud of my community for that. And I say that to think as local officials, as government officials, I mean, we're tasked with a 400-year project which doesn't absolve us of action and agency. We have to figure out what can we do to move us closer to that American ideal. Um, So in Stockton, that looks like we're piloting a basic income. We have a universal scholarship program. Um, Our police chief has gone before hashtags on listening towards with folks impacted. We had the the state's largest decrease in officer-involved shootings last year because of our community building and implicit bias training and the escalation training work. So I think every elected official has to come up with a set of proposals and policies that aren't going to solve everything, but at least speak to the very real pain. And then we also have to speak very clearly about what's evil in our society. What's evil is, is white supremacy. What's evil um, is the president saying when the shooting, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Well, what's evil is, is, is how routinely um, folks based off where they happen to be born and who they happen to be born to are given diminished life chances and, and, and terrible life outcomes in some cases. Um, but and it's not easy. That's what they suggest is easy, but I think it's necessary. I think in, in this moment, it's time for, for leaders to lead and also for community members, um, those who are protesting, those who are not. I think the folks who write racist messages on next door, for example, have a role to play. I think um, people who clutch their purses when they see young black men walking on hoodies on their streets have a role to play. I think each and every one of us have to examine what role do we play and what role do we want to play 
and again, just creating the society we deserve, a society where there's true liberty and justice for all. Yeah, and I just heard a younger member of your family pipe in. I, I assume your this uh, uh, the, your, your child's future is at the is at the forefront of your thinking when when you say these things. A hundred percent. Like I look at him, he's sweet, he's brilliant, he's kind, he's he's loving, he he's smart, he and he deserves a world where he's able to walk around the street or jog in his neighborhood or or, or go to a good school. Like he just deserves every opportunity that every other kid gets. And it's heartbreaking to think that unless we make some drastic changes in how we think and interact with each other in this country, 15, 16 years from now, this beautiful, sweet, kind boy will be looked at as some as a, as a thug or as a danger or as a threat just because he was, he was born to black parents. I am very hopeful. We have the opportunity to really create the country that we deserve. It's not going to be easy. But we can do it, and I think enough people are fed up with the way things have been to get us closer to that goal. So I'm excited to be a partner in that work. Michael Tubbs, Mayor of Stockton, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And that's the California Report for Monday, June 1st, a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Be well and stay safe. Support for the California Report comes from Water Heaters Only, specializing in the repair and replacement of water heaters since 1968. Licensed and insured. Open 24 hours a day, every day. Learn more at waterheatersonly.com. Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors. No sweeteners, no calories. In stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. Hint. Water with a touch of true fruit flavor. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt whose Fund for Strategic Innovation supports transformative ideas that benefit humanity while protecting the natural world, recognizing through science the interdependence of all living systems. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures. Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading!